If you've got your Bibles and you want to read along with us this morning, I'm going to read from the book of Luke, chapter 11. Uh, you can turn there. Uh, we may read in some other places, but we want to focus on uh, Luke, chapter 11 this morning. There's times in my life, if I've ever walked into a classroom and I had to try to teach a subject I knew nothing about, you're not going to get a whole lot out of me. And the reason is, if I don't know something well enough to teach it, it's not my place to teach it. If I know something good enough that I'm comfortable teaching it, that means you can always say that I maybe I have mastered that. I want to read you one verse if I can. And of course, we know that Jesus is the great teacher. But I want you to notice that those that were here in need and his disciples came unto him. Let's read the very first verse. And it came to pass that as he was praying in a certain place, when he ceased, one of his disciples said unto him, Lord, teach us to pray. As John also taught his disciples. This morning, I want you to focus on that part that I feel like we need to look at this morning. Lord, teach us to pray. There's one thing, if you ask me to teach you something I know absolutely nothing about. If you want me to teach you Russian, you're going to the wrong place. I can't teach you Russian. I don't know anything about it. But I can tell you this. If you ask the Lord to teach you how to pray, He is a master of knowing how to get in touch with God. Today, how many of you have honestly, deeply, and truly said, Lord, teach us to pray? Sometimes we think prayer is just a, uh, what you might say before ball games. Our Father who art in heaven. And I'm not against those things, so don't leave her saying that. But you know what? There's a difference in something coming from our mouth and something coming from our heart. When's the last time that we really poured out our heart and say, Lord, teach us how to pray? And I believe that He is the master teacher. John 17 talks about how that He prayed for His own. And here in Luke chapter 11, we're going to read this day where it says, And it came to pass that He was praying in a certain place. When He, when he, when he ceased, one of His disciples said to Him, Lord, teach us to pray as John also taught His disciples. I believe that you'll notice this morning that these disciples recognized they needed help with their prayer life. I don't know what our pride level is in their society anymore, but folks, there's nothing wrong with us saying, Lord, I need help learning how to pray. Preacher, that, that's an easy thing to do. All you do is clasp your hands together and you just say a few words. You know what? Prayer is not so much about our physical condition that we're, we're physically in. It's about what are we communing with God about? How do we commune with God? And I'm not here to give you a lesson this morning about how you pray, for that is, remember what he said, Lord, teach us to pray. Folks today, don't look to me, for I'll tell you this, my prayers will hit the ceiling, they'll bounce right back down. Seems like sometimes we try to pray and then we kind of hit a dead end on that. But you see, the disciples said, Lord, teach us to pray. And notice what he said there. Uh, it says, and, uh, and it came to pass that he was praying in a certain place when he ceased. One of his disciples said unto him. If you're struggling with something, is there a better place to go than to the Lord? I ask you that question to ponder today. If you're saying, Lord, I don't even know how to pray anymore. I struggle in my prayer life. Is there a better place to go 
than to the Lord. I want to tell you, and I want to ask you a question, I guess I should say. Have you ever met any prayer warriors in your life? I'm talking about people that just knew how to pray. You know, it's not that they found some magical formula. You just want to say, Lord, how did they make it to where they get in touch with heaven so easily? So easily they just, they, they, they pray and they get in touch with heaven. And I'm like, Lord, I can't even get words out of my mouth and out of my heart before I just, I find myself ceasing these things. But when you see, when there's a need in your life, notice where the disciples went. It says, they said unto him. You see, there was a lot of religious leaders that they could have turned to. But the problem with religious leaders was they were hypocrites. That's what we see that they're called a lot of times is hypocrites. But you see, they, they, they went to the right place when they said unto Jesus, he, they said, Lord, teach us to pray. It's a familiar scripture found in the book of Matthew chapter 6. Matthew chapter 6, notice what Jesus was talking about on prayer. Matthew chapter 6 and verse 5, And when thou prayest, thou shalt not be as the hypocrite. In other words, the religious leaders. The religious leaders will make you think that prayer has all these things to do as far as checking off certain boxes of all the things you've talked about. But these are people, he said, they love to pray standing in the synagogues and in the corners of the streets that they may be seen of men. Prayer is not something that we are seeking applause of people for. It's not, well, he prayed for this or he prayed for that. He said, that's what these hypocrites are doing. He says, they're wanting to go in the, the, the synagogues and the corners of the streets. They may be seen of men. Verily I say unto you, they have their reward. But when thou prayest, enter into thy closet. And in other words, not just going to the closet, he said, but you got to shut the door. He says, when thou shuttest the door, Pray to thy Father which is in secret. And thy Father which seeth in secret. Aren't you, aren't, do you, anybody here believe, find it amazing that God not only hears our prayers, but he sees our prayers? God, it says that he saw these things. And he says, he seeth in secret shall reward thee openly. But when thou, when ye pray, use not vain repetitions as the heathens do. For they think that they shall be heard for their much speaking. You see, a lot of times people think that prayer is something we do for the evaluation of other people, not that we would search our own self. And that's why when the disciples said, Lord, teach us to pray. And notice what was going on here back in Luke chapter 11 and verse 1. It says, as he was praying. In other words, they saw something he did and it was almost like there was a glow about him. You know what, folks? There's just something about being around people that get in touch with God. You know what I love about church here this morning is we get in touch with God. You get in touch with God. You get in touch with God. You get in touch with God. And like it was uh, in the days of old, and I believe it was Moses, where he came down from the presence of the Lord and there was a glow about him. Folks, may we get in touch with God that when people see us, that they'll say, Lord, teach us to pray as John taught his that John taught his disciples. Lord, teach us to pray so that we can commune with you. You would think that praying is something we would all have mastered. But notice what they said. A very powerful statement said, Lord, teach us to pray. You know what I, I, I notice in this verse, in the very first verse, it says, when he ceased, one of his disciples said unto him. You know what? I believe that the prayer of one inspired these disciples that they needed to commune better with God. 
You know what? I pray this day that we would look at the prayers of Jesus. Look at the prayers of the things that He commune with God about. And may it give us inspiration and a desire and, and, and a longing and an earning. Lord, I want to commune with God the way you commune with God. Don't you wish, and I don't know if this is a, an appropriate phrase to say, but you know what? I believe Jesus had a direct connection to God. Don't you wish that we had that easy of a connection with God? And we do. That's the reality of that. But in order to have that connection with God, that communing with God, that talking to God, He said, Lord, teach us to pray. And what happens is, is that these people that had saw, had saw Jesus, because notice what it says, that as He was praying in a certain place, they waited until He ceased. It was almost like there was this spiritual moment happening between Christ and God. And it was almost like, Lord, we don't want to intervene. We just, Lord, they knew. It's almost like they were sitting back and thinking, Lord, I want to experience God the way that you have experienced God. You know what, folks? I've been in some places where I believe that people have prayed heaven down. And I believe in some places where people begin to truly open up their heart to God. And when they do, we, we, we see that they got to that place. They just waited until he ceased. And notice what they begin to say unto him. When they got to the cease, it says, one of his disciples said unto him. I want to ask you a, a, a pretty personal question again this morning. But does our prayer life inspire others to want to pray uh, and, and seek after the Lord too and seek after communing with Him? You know, sometimes we pray at the uh, at, at the appropriate times. We get to church and we pray. Uh, maybe we get over a meal and we pray. But, but, but how often do we pray uh, without ceasing? God, uh, whatever it is that's on your heart, you know what today? I believe in this. If you will ask the Lord to teach you how to pray, if you can do what He says there, teach us to pray. Folks, I believe that our lives will be much different than what they are because the Lord is the master teacher. He can teach you these things. But let me ask you this. Of all the things you could be given today, if we could rewind time and everybody go back out the doors, and as you come in this morning, if I could, and I don't know if we should say poll you, but if I could poll you this morning on the one thing that you could have from God, what would your request be? Some may say, well, I want better health for me or for somebody else. I want comfort for me or for somebody else. I need, uh, I, I need job for me or for somebody else or somebody needs to be saved or whatever it is. But how many of us would say, Lord, teach us to pray? Seems like we've got this master, don't we? Seems like we do. And I, I may be the only person here, but it seems like uh, there's a whole lot of times that, that we just see things out of our mouths, but they're not from the true depths of our heart. And the, and the Lord has been teaching them here. He says, teach us to pray. There's somewhat of a, an attitude, I guess you would say, behind that for He said, Lord, teach us to pray. The attitude behind that is, is that He realized that He was lacking in that. It's kind of hard now, you have to remember, the disciples were not people that did not know the Lord. They had just kind of gotten out of connection with the Lord. You would think that saved people would know how to pray. Now, preacher, are we going to have some kind of session, a seminar on how to pray? That's not what this is about. Prayer is between you and God. But listen to what he said, and, and we're going to read about this in a minute, Luke chapter 11, how that when you have these needs in your life, what do we ask for? Lord, teach us to pray. Sometimes we think prayer is a last resort. 
What do I mean when I say, preacher, why, is, why does prayer seem like a last resort? It's like, Lord, we've tried this, 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 and this. When, and, and, and we've even coined this phrase, when all else fails, pray. I kind of want to reword all that. Pray before everything else fails. We think that prayer is the last line of defense when really it's the very first thing we should go to. And Jesus had to have the request made unto Him and the disciples said, Lord, teach us to pray. We pray to give you thanksgiving. We pray to give you not just requests. We may known unto God. And these things come up here in just a minute. But notice what He said. He said, teach us to pray. And He goes on to say in the latter part of that verse as John also taught His disciples. John taught the disciples and Christ now is also uh, teaching them that they need to pray because there's something important about prayer. You know, you can teach about giving, but I don't believe that that's near as important as prayer. Now, people may say, well, the, the, the heart of a church is going to be uh, meeting the finances of the church. Folks, the heart of the church is our prayer life. Do we really pray? Do we really have that, that, that in tune with God? Lord, I need to pray and I can't pray or I need all these things. But let's keep reading here. So you know what? They made a request unto God. Lord, teach us to pray. A teacher that doesn't know the answer, they're going to say, well, let me point you to somebody else that can. Or Nowadays, we would say, why don't you watch this video? Or why don't you see if you can check this out? He says, no. He says, Lord, teach us to pray. Notice what he said beginning in the second verse. And he said unto them. So he said, okay, you will learn how to pray. He said, I'm going to teach you how to pray. When you pray, say... Our Father, which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, as in heaven, so in earth. Give us, give us day by day our daily bread, and forgive us our sins. For we also forgive everyone that is indebted unto us, and lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Here in this very beginning, the first, I don't know, 12, 13 verses uh, of, of Luke chapter 11. We're going to see here this morning that Jesus talks about that if we want to pray, we have to pray. Not asking for these specific things as far as saying on repetition over and over again. He said, Lord, you are, are the one. When he said there, give us our daily bread, you are the one that can give me what I need today. Let me ask you this. When your alarm clock or when you rode over this morning, however you woke up this morning, how many of you knew what your needs were going to be Today, you have a thought about, well, I need transportation to do this, or I need food to feed to these people or that, or I need to be able to get this finished. We have somewhat of an idea of what our day holds, but not a single one of us know the guarantee of what today is. Folks, I believe that God has already given us everything we need to make it through this day. Everything you need, God has given, and He supplied these things. And He says, give us this day our daily Bread. Lord, we know this comes from you. You can give us these things, but one of the first things we want to understand is He said, Lord, forgive us our sins. Forgive us our sins. When He taught His disciples to pray, He had to make them understand they had areas in their life that they needed forgiveness of. You know what, folks? How many days go by in our life that we don't sin and we don't need forgiveness? The Bible says that he that say he is, has no sin, he is a liar and the truth is not in him. Folks, we have sin in our life. Does that make us demoralizing and bad people because we have sin, folks? That makes us human beings. 
And because of that, he said, you have to acknowledge your weakness and your need for me. When you pray, you've got to acknowledge that. You have to understand that. And he said, forgive us our sins. But not only, he said, am I going to forgive these things, he said, but we also forgive everyone that indebted to us. Folks, I don't know about you, but it is easy to hold a grudge in this world. And what I mean by that is, it's easy to hold these things inside of us. And the Lord said, if you ever want to find peace and communion with me, He said, you've got to let go of the things you cannot control and trust me that I can't control them. Folks, our days are much more peaceful when we trust God instead of ourselves. And that's what prayer will do. Prayer will get you to where you wake up in the morning and you realize, Lord, this day is yours, not mine. This day belongs unto you, not unto me. So when's the last time you woke up and said, Lord, this is your day. Lord, this is what you need to do. This is what your day is. He said, Lord, he said, forgive us of our debts. And he says, for we also forgive those that are indebted to us. We're not the things that we can control. We will the things we cannot. And he said, and lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. That's an, an understanding and admitting. Lord, I need help before I need to enter into this day. Folks, before you ever put your feet on the floor, we needed help through this day. I can do this, folks. It's not going to get us very far. God can do this, gets us along the way. And He said here that we have to come to a place in our life where we have to, uh, to, to lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Folks, we know that there's evil all around us. There's traps, there's snares, there's, there's wickedness all the way around us that's trying to catch us and trying to ensnare us. But I want to ask you something. How many of you know where those, those traps are at? We don't know where they're at. We don't know where these snares are. We don't know where the, the evil is that's lurking all around us that's trying to catch us and hurt us and harm us. But Jesus knows these things. And that's why when He said, if He teaches how to pray, He said, Lord, we have to go through all of this and get to that point that we have to say, but deliver us from evil. So we see the humanistic part of this. This is man opening up their heart to God. But what about this? Is God listening? That's, that's, that's a tough question, but it's a very simple answer. Yes. How do you say, God, how do you listen to uh, a thousand on top of a thousand, a million on top of a million people, folks, tonight? He's God. He doesn't have dimensional hearing like us as far as he can only hear a little bit of the time. Folks, God can hear all of these things. And notice what he, what he said here. He says, and he said unto them. He said, you want to talk about all these things you commune with God about. Verse 5 says, which of you shall have a friend and shall go unto him at midnight and say unto him, friend, lend me three loaves. Go back to the third verse. He said, when you pray, you say, Lord, give us day by day our daily bread. Folks, today, God has it to give. What does God have to give to you and to me? Does anybody ever wonder all these things? Do you ever wonder all the things that God has in store with uh, this great big imaginary curtain that God's going to give it to you? He's going to ration it out in life. He's going to give you a little bit of this when you're five. He's going to give you this at five years and a month. He's going to give you this when you're ten and twelve. All these things God's going to give us, but I'm, I'm naming just a thing or two. God has a list. I'm going to give you this breath. This breath, this breath, this breath, this breath. Folks, all these things God gives us. And He gives it to us every single day. Count your blessings. Name them one by one already today. Name all the things that God has done for you. But He said, when you pray, He said, you're going to pray to one. And He said, how many of you would go to a person and said, I'm in need of bread. And notice what the answer is going to be. 
So he says, I have a need of bread for a friend of mine is in his journey has come to me and I have nothing to set before him. And he from within shall answer and say, trouble me not. The door is now shut and my children are with me in bed. I cannot rise and give thee. In other words, I've taken care of what needs to be taken care of. I'm not worried about you. Folks, let me tell you something. God is always worried about you. God wants to supply your needs. God's not going to say, you know what, I'm busy. You should have come to me and this is an easy mentality to get. If you knew that this was going to happen, why didn't you come see me earlier in the day? Because we have human fault about us. He said, why didn't you come early in the day? He says, a true friend is going to be able to give them to me. He said, but he said, you're going to have one that's going to yell from within saying, basically, my office is closed. What would our lives be like, folks, if God had closed hours where we could not pray into Him? What would our life be like? Has anybody here besides me prayed to the Lord in sometimes the darkest hours of a night and we need God to help us in those times? Let me tell you, folks, this world seemingly at night gets very dark and dreary and God is there. But you know what? I'm glad God does not have office hours. I'm glad that when He says, teach us to pray, one of the most important things He's teaching us is... You can talk to me anytime you want to. You know what, folks? Here we are right now. I still believe in that. I believe you can talk to the Lord anytime you want to. And I believe in this. You can talk to Him about anything. You know why we're leery sometimes of talking to people about certain topics? Because we fear a judgment that comes. You know what? God already knows all of these things. We need to commune with Him about those things. And that's why the disciples said, Lord, teach us to pray. Well, he says, okay. He says, and he talks about how they should pray for. And he says, if you have this friend and he's going to say, trouble me not for the hour is now shut and my children are with me in bed, I cannot rise and give thee. He said, I say unto you, though he will not rise and give him because he is his friend, yet because of his importunity, he will rise and give him as many as he needeth. He said, but I'm going to say unto you, ask he said, don't just ask at a time that's easy or convenient. Let's be honest about it. There's things that people could ask of you and there's better times than others. Has anybody here by my side me said, now's not a good time? It could be, I need to borrow your lawnmower. Now's just not a good time. Or it could be, I need you to come over here and help me uh, to pick this up. Now's just not a good time. We all can understand, folks. There's times in our life where we can say, now's not a good time. But you know what Jesus said? He said, I'm never going to tell you now it's not a good time. I'm never going to tell you that I, we can't talk about this. I'm never going to tell you that I'm too busy or that that's, a, that that's not an important question. He said, I'm never going to tell you those things. He said, for I send you, ask and it shall be given you. You ask. He said, if you ask for it, he said, I'll give it to you. He said, if you'll seek after it, he said, you'll find it. He said you ask like it's the most important question you could ever ask. You ask it like there's one thing that you could ask of God and it would be, Lord, teach us how to pray. And he says, if you'll seek after it, and I'm not talking about seeking after something that's uh, that's going to be inconvenient if you find it. It's like saying, Lord, I, I want my, my poison ivy leaf that I lost this morning. I want to pick it up and get, get it breaking out again. It's not that we're looking for something that's going to hurt us. Folks, we're looking for something that's going to make our life better. And that's why he said, he said, if you'll seek and ye shall find. But you know what? Then it comes to that point. He says, wait a minute. There's something that's latched. You know, doors, again, just mean access to something. He says, if you'll knock, it shall be opened unto you. 
You know, it, many times in my life, if people come and say, I, I don't know what happened, but my door got shut and I don't have a key. You know, I, sometimes I want to say, you know, uh, what would our life be like if we came to doors that were shut, but nobody could open them? Let me tell you this, folks. God's able to open all of these things. He said, if you'll just knock, he said, if he knows and he hears that you're wanting something, he said, he'll open these things up unto you and it shall be opened. If a son shall ask bread of any of you, that is a father. Will you give him a stone? In other words, Lord, if I'm asking for this, do you know, I think we all shoppers can understand this, a substitute. If you ask for this, would you give him this? So in other words, I'm thirsty. But yet, give them a stone. That's not going to help you thirst, is it? The key to all this is, it's about him supplying your needs. To this morning, today, you can pray about all the needs in your life. All of them. Spend all the time you want to. You can name them. Folks, God's can supply them. He said, what man would ask of his father for bread? He says, you're going to give him a stone? Or he said, one, the stone's not going to be very tasty. You can put all the salt and pepper and season you want on it. Stones are going to taste like a stone. You know, they're not, you're not going to eat it. He says, what if you ask for a fish? Will he for a fish give him a serpent? Not only something that's going to, again, if he's hungry for bread and he gives him a stone, he says, I can't take that away. That's not going to take his hunger away. He said, but if he wants a fish, he said, am I going to give him a serpent, which is something that's going to harm him? He said, no. Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds from the mouth of the Lord. He says, or if he shall ask an egg, Will he offer him a scorpion? In other words, is that what he's going to give him? Folks, today when we talk to God and we say, Lord, teach us to pray, and we ask of all these things of the Lord, what is he going to give us? He's going to give us exactly what we stand in need of. He says, if ye then, being evil, know how to give good gifts unto your children, how much more shall your heavenly Father give the Holy Spirit to them that ask him? That's a question that he says right there. That God is able to supply these things. I want to go back to the book of Genesis for just a moment. In the 32nd chapter of Genesis. We see where Jacob wrestled with an angel. Beginning of verse 24. When we pray, do we just pray saying, well, I've got a certain time period or I've only got X amount of things that I can ask for. Genesis 32 and in verse 24. And Jacob was left alone and there wrestled a man with him until the breaking of the day. You want to talk about a long night. He said, I wrestled with this all night long. I want to ask you something else this morning. Has anybody here ever used the phrase or understand what I mean when I say well, I wrestled with, and I'm not talking about children. We wrestled with. Now, you do wrestle with children. I know how it is. They're, they're all over the place, and they want to do this and that, and they want to climb in the cabinets, and they want to pull bar stools, and we wrestle with children. But you know what? The Bible says we also wrestle against wickedness. That's what Paul said in Ephesians. He said, we wrestle against uh, principalities, against the darkness of this world. We wrestle with these things. 
And we see here that Jacob began to wrestle with an angel. And you know what? He knew that he was in a battle for it says, And when he saw that he prevailed not against him, he touched the thaw of his high, and the hollow of Jacob's thigh was out of joint, and he wrestled with him. In other words, his bones got hurting. And let me tell you, wrestling with God is not always a painless experience. Sometimes it's a painful experience. Preacher, that's not what God wants. Painful means that's the way you get it out. Folks, I believe people are harboring way too many things in their hearts and in their, their lives today. There's too much, I don't know if I should just say negativity or hurtful things, but the things that we harbor up, we've got to let these things out. And there's no better person to let them out than to let them out to God. I believe in friends. I believe that, 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 that I've been known to talk to trees sometimes. You just talk sometimes to get it out. But folks, there's nothing better than having a little talk with Jesus. And tell him all about our troubles. You know, that's not just an old hymn that we've sang all our life. There's some truth to that. Now let us just have a little talk with Jesus. Let us tell him all about our troubles. You know what I believe today? He will hear us. He will supply that. It's going to hurt. And as Jacob says here, he was hurting here. But notice the, 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 the attention he gave here in the 26th verse. And, and he said, let me go. For the day breaketh. And he said, I will not let thee go except thou bless me. You know... He said, I refuse to let go until I get what I need in my life. When's the last time we got a hope to the Lord and said, Lord, teach us how to pray. Not just, Lord, I'm going to ask you real quick, kind of a, an express line at a, at a supermarket sometimes. We just kind of want to zing on through and say, Lord, uh, I'm going to scan this in and see if you can grant it. But when's the last time we stopped and truly just hovered and said, Lord, I'm not letting go until you answer these things. And he said, I've wrestled with you all night long. And he said, I will not let go until you bless me. And he said unto him, what is thy name? And he said, Jacob. And he said, thy name shall be called no more Jacob, but Israel. In other words, in other words there was a, a, a change in a life when Jacob got to that point and, and, and Israel was born. It says, uh, for a prince hast thou power with God and with men and hast prevailed. And Jacob asked him and said, Tell me, I pray thee, thy name. And he said, Wherefore is he, wherefore is it that thou dost ask my name? And he blessed him there. You know what today, folks, how many times can people come to church and say, The Lord blessed me there? The Lord blessed me there. He gave me what I stood in need of, and God was able to provide what we need. I want to read you one more place this morning, if I could, in the book of First Kings. Chapter 18. What does prayer do for you in your life? Does it have to be hard? Do we have to use big words? You know, we, we a lot of times grade literature on, on grade level, like, you know, when someone's reading something or writing something, what level is it on? Folks, with God, it's not about how fancy words you use, how sophisticated it is, or how elementary it is. Folks, it's just about what's on your heart today. God understands all these things. First Kings chapter 18. And I want to read to you the 25th verse. And Elijah said unto the prophets of Baal, this is 1 Kings 18 and 25, Choose you one bullet for yourselves and dress it first, for you are many and call on the name of your gods, but put no fire under. In other words, you can talk all you want to your God. They took the bullet which was given them and they dressed it and they called on the name of Baal from morning even until noon. Listen to what they said. Oh, Baal, hear us. But there was no voice. Nor any that answered. Do you believe what he said earlier? Jesus said, 
He said, ask and you'll receive. Seek and you'll find. Knock and it shall be opened. They asked, but there was no voice. They leaped upon the altar which was made. It came to pass at noon that Elijah mocked them and said, cry aloud, for he is a God. Either he is talking or he is pursuing or he is in a journey or peradventure he sleepeth and must be awakened. He said, either he is talking to somebody else and he's putting you on hold. He's after chasing something else and don't have time for you. He's gone to another destination or maybe he's asleep. and You're going to have to wake him up. And they cried aloud and cut themselves after this manner with knives and lancet until the blood gushed out upon them. And it came to pass when the, it was uh, it came to pass when midday was past, and they prophesied in the time of the offering and the evening sacrifice that there was neither voice nor any to answer nor any that regarded. So notice what he says in verse thirty. And Elijah said unto all the people, Come near unto me. And all the people came near unto the people, and he repaired the altar of the Lord that was broken down. And he goes on and he, and he rebuilds all of this. Let's skip on down to about the 36th verse. And it came to pass at the time of the offering of the evening sacrifice that Elijah the prophet came near and said, Lord God of Abraham, Isaac, and of Israel, let it be known this day that thou art God in Israel and that I am thy servant and that I have done all these things at thy word. Hear me, O Lord. Hear me that this people may know that thou art the Lord God and that thou hast turned their back again. Notice how simple this all is. Then the fire, how long did it take for this to happen? Then the fire of the Lord fell and consumed the bird's sacrifice and the wood and the stones and the stones and the dust and licked up the water that was uh, in the trench. And when the people saw it, they fell on their face and said, the Lord, He is the God. The Lord, He is the God. And notice what he was telling there. He says, you know what? When Elijah began to pray, he said, the Lord heard these things and God sent him exactly what he needed. I'm going to close you with this very first verse again from Luke chapter 11. I don't know what your needs are in your life, but of all the things you could ask for, can we really just say, Lord, teach us how to pray? And it came to pass that he was, he, as he was praying in a certain place, when he ceased, one of his disciples said unto him, I want to close with this thought. One of his disciples said unto him, Lord, teach us to pray. You know what's amazing? Is that one person saw the need and wanted everybody to experience what he was doing. You know what, folks? My prayer this morning is, is that, Lord, don't just teach me to pray. Teach us how to pray. And when we do, things are going to happen in your life. I want us to get a song here this morning.